on this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, where are we now? So I wanted to take this chance to officially kick off season four, as well as uh, catch you guys up, you know, for the longtime listeners and new listeners alike, uh, just to give a chance to talk about where we are now, uh, what I plan on doing for the next season uh, or this current season, which, of course, you guys are wondering, why am I doing the official season starter when we're already, you know, four or five episodes in? So incidentally, I had wanted to time the end of season three with Corey Hofstein appearing as a guest. Um, I think that really wrapped up all the things I had wanted to do in season three nicely. Uh, check out the very first couple minutes of the episode where I talk about that. And the reason why I'm doing this now after I'd done a couple episodes is because right after that episode, which I had timed it as episode 100, um, I did that on purpose, and I had at the same time been holding off because a lot of people wanted me to do the updated episode for Earn 3.0. So <laughs> I figured I would do those, and I had a couple more guests. And anyways, needless to say, uh, here we are, the official uh, you know kickoff for season four. And why why are there even seasons? Um, you know, because <laughs> most of these episodes are just me talking about different ideas I have anyways. So the people who have been following this may have an idea, but th- there's kind of a trajectory that I felt like was kind of a natural where there was these breaks in the mindset. So when I first started this podcast back in, I guess, July of 21, uh, it was just me rambling about different topics. Uh, I had introduced a couple of the strategies what I had been posting my trade logs, you know, the original 7DTE, the original 2-3DTE, which is, of course, the precursor to earn, you know, I guess you can call that earn 0.5, I guess. And back in those days, when I first started the podcast, uh, it was really kind of a mishmash. Uh, it was a transition from writing essays. You know, that was one of the things I used to do. I used to write these essays, which you guys can still find. But I just kind of found it easier to uh, easier to talk, right? And I had experimented with different formats. Like I had some of the earlier Real Talk with Real Traders, talk about some topics like, uh, you know, Zero DTE, uh, the precursor to Theta Engine, which was the 45 plus DTE strategy. And so once I had been doing that for a few months, uh, I got inspired to kind of bring things together a bit as far as the strategies. And so I was doing the research into what ultimately became the Trinity system, which is the Theta Engine, the Bomb Shelter, the Vibranium Shield. And so that was the first kind of segment. And that's why towards the end of season one, I had already put out the Theta Engine, I had done the risk calculator. And there's a lot of the really fundamental stuff, like the premium capture rate, expectancy hacking, that was all in season one, kind of the foundations. And then into season two was when I was introducing the Trinity system. And this was a transition from kind of a mishmash of different topics to something kind of more coherent. So I went into in-depth about the, the bomb shelter, Vibranium Shield, talk about, you know, Vibranium Shield being a financing portion, a hedge portion, how about the daily workflow. And along the, along the way, you know, there were still kind of topical episodes where uh, I had thoughts that kind of came up as I was trading these systems, right? Thinking about the, the asymmetry of compounding and thinking about backtesting, Right, I'm brought on Rusty from Optional Mega. Thinking about things like mental capital and pot odds. And because when you're trading something like the Theta Engine, you really have to kind of believe in the probabilities. 
and being able to put on those positions day in and day out. So that was season two, kind of bring these uh, separate strategies into a system. And then season three was when the research for Theta Engine and Trinity system was kind of more mature. And I was, you know, there was not a lot of changes to that for a long period of time. Uh, it was stepping back and thinking about using options more holistically in the portfolio in combination with other assets, right? It could be return stacking options onto, you know, equity stocks. Uh, I don't do that anymore, but, you know, that was something I used to do, especially back in episode 15 when I mentioned about, you know, just buying SPY and using options to add a couple percentages, you know, on top of that. Uh, but on season three, I had a lot more guests on to introduce and to kind of open up people's mindset, hopefully, to other ways of investing, other ideas, right? And uh, that was when Earn got revamped. I got Karsten from ERN on. And so uh, Earn 2.0, that got an update. And so I was uh, stacking that onto Theta Engine. But then at the same time, uh, I had on guests like um, Andrew Beer, who has the ETF DBMF. And then of course, as you guys know, the, the season ended with Corey Hofstein, who he has his ETF, um, RSPT, which are both ETFs that give you exposure to alternative assets, namely trend following. And in the, the case of Corey, RSPT, you get the bond exposure stacked with trend following. And so really this idea of the model portfolio. Um, and so I made that available and it kind of showed you how you can build meaningfully strong performance, you know, stacking things like bonds, trend following, using a little bit of Theta Engine, using a little bit of Earn. Um, but also I had him Ron again uh, for his portfolio investing course, which if you guys happen to take that, talks about things like uh, learning to assess risk and learning to look at tactical asset allocation and just being able to explore different models and different ways of adding value. And so that was, you know, the the main bulk of season three. Now, with season four, I think obviously there's still going to be a continuation of these ideas, but I want to give a lot of the tools available to once you have these ideas, how to analyze them, put them together, and how to analyze not just the historical performance, but how to measure how your portfolio is doing, right? And obviously, you guys have a flavor for this already towards the end when I started introducing the BBP slash SFT. So those are two different kind of, I call them mini-series, but... Who knows how long those will be uh, backtesting best practices. You know, uh, an SFT is spreadsheeting for traders. And, you know, th those each have two or three episodes apiece. Actually, it looks like BBP has six at this point. Um, but again, uh, you know, these aren't kind of official, like I'm not taking a break or anything. So it's a little arbitrary. Uh, but again, with uh, Corey coming on on episode 100, I thought it was a kind of a nice segue. Um, and again, that's why I'm introducing season four, which again, is kind of a continuation of the ideas from season three, but this time really giving you guys the tools and especially with the Camara lab strategy combiner, that spreadsheet that I put out, which is also SFT 03, uh, 
Um, again, just an extension and hoping that people will learn to not just focus so much on the win rate, the PCR, you know, win-loss ratio. Now, these are all important things and these are all kind of foundational to successful trading long-term. But now it's about, you know, strategic diversification or combining traditional, non-traditional asset classes, uh, taking things like the model portfolio or, you know, the model portfolio, for instance, helps you kind of look at a higher level picture um, of different things you can do and how to combine them. But with the Chimera Lab, that's kind of really the nitty gritty, uh, you know, taking return streams of different strategies and looking at a daily level, scaling them, seeing how those things interact and can affect the portfolio volatility, the sharp ratio, the MAR ratio, all of those things. And so there'll be a big push, um, hopefully, to get out a lot of these spreadsheeting episodes and the backtesting best practices because I want to really, I, I feel like this is the time with these tools available and these products available where retail traders and investors can really add meaningful value, uh, but not in the sense of having to quit your job or uh, aspire to be a full-time trader and have all your income be from trading, which is fine if that's your goal, but really to take these tools and use them efficiently. And a lot of the time is going to be spent in the education. But once you have kind of these tools and know how to use them and have the confidence to put something together and then also know what you want out of these endeavors, right? And set these reasonable expectations to be able to put them together and do something alongside your your life, right? Your work life, your regular life, and it doesn't have to be all consuming. Um, so that's kind of the goal. That's that's always been generally the goal of the podcast, but and again, it's kind of evolved a little bit. But this is kind of the vision now, and that's why I'm making these efforts to put this kind of content out, and hopefully, you guys find it useful. Now, if there's ever obviously something specifically you want to see or have questions about. You know, feel free to give me feedback, email me, send me a DM or or whatever. And um, I'm happy to try and, uh, you know, put something out along those lines. But yeah, I think this is what um, you guys can look forward to in the upcoming episodes. Again, I want to, uh, it took a while. Uh, you know, I talked about putting out the, the back testing, the spreadsheeting stuff. And it took a while. There's other stuff that I had to get through. But uh, I think this is what I want to f- do some focus on in the near future the upcoming episodes and hopefully it'll be stuff that's you know you find valuable and uh, especially with the spreadsheeting stuff there's a lot of neat stuff you can do right once you you know trading learning to trade learning the fundamentals and the basics is one thing right obviously you got to get your feet wet you got to get comfortable but once you have the repetitions and you're able to you know successfully execute on the trade and you know i've said before and people recognize that at some point, the trading itself should get boring. Right? It's doing the same thing over and over again. But then it's really taking the results and how to really get the most mileage out of that, right? And especially the idea of blending strategies to 
reduce drawdown, right? Have better return adjusted returns, have a higher sharp ratio. I think that's kind of the next level. And uh, again, season four, I want to focus on kind of giving the tools uh, to help you guys make those kind of determinations and the decisions and that higher level of analysis. So anyways, that's all I want to say for today. Hopefully, again, just to kind of catch you up on, on where we are now and my goals and kind of ideas for the future. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, if you guys, you know, want to you know follow along, you can follow at the trading page where you'll have um, a list of all the episodes, all the strategies I trade, um, and as well as kind of uh, other podcasts I recommend and the link to the essays I've written. And uh, as always, you can also follow me on Twitter at The Trade Buster. So that's it for today. And thank you all for listening. I will see you guys next time.